Good evening, everyone. Today is uh, November 30th, 2021. It's about 7.15 p.m. And I am here with Bo Ziljevic uh, from the Fantastic Four cohort. And it is very unfortunate today that uh, this is only an audio recording because I have the pleasure of seeing Bo via the Zoom platform and he is dressed to the nines as they would say in the 1930s with a with a with Brooks Brothers attire and I am just so thankful that he's dressed so well and but even more so that he would be a part of this podcast series perspectives from cohort 4 so I am joined here with Bo and Bo if you don't mind I'm just going to just get right into the first question which is can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your occupation Okay. Well, my current occupation is uh, associate professor of computer information systems in uh, in information systems and aviation studies department at Atlantic Cape Community College. I've been um, a higher ed uh, faculty for the past uh, 12 years, uh, 14 years in total. Before that, I worked in, um, in corporate training uh, in the casino industry. And before that, I was I was uh, I was in college, and uh, I had uh, supervisory and managerial positions also in the casino industry. Um, currently, I work for Community College, Atlantic Cape Community College, which is a wonderful uh, place to work at, where I'm a tenured faculty, which I'm uh, very proud of. In addition to that, I have opportunity to teach uh, at Stockton University. Uh, I teach uh, statistics. Uh, out of our business department, and uh, sometimes um, I teach uh, uh, IT for healthcare uh, for the Rutgers University. Um, so I'm engaged in, in uh, and interested in, in numerous uh, elements and topics of, of information uh, technology, and as of recent, also cyber security. Um, currently, I'm working on a grant. Um, that has many, many stakeholders involved. We're looking to expand and enrich uh, cybersecurity program offering at Atlantic Cape Community College. Um, and I, I, I'm also in a band called The Educators. You can catch us this summer in the South Jersey Shores. The Educators is Stockton faculty, uh, Mike McGarvey, uh, Roger, uh, the, <laughs> the, the union vice president, uh, and and me, uh, we we play we play the rock music and keep ourselves sane that way. Wow, man, no, I, that that is uh, is that, what what sort of genre of music would that be? Classic rock. Yes, all right, okay. And now we're doing we're doing a bit of a holiday now because we have a, we have a gig tomorrow. We're gonna be doing some holiday, you know, music and some Sinatra <laughs> okay. and uh, and. And some some more like classier mm. stuff. Yeah. Okay. So man, it seems like you're really busy. I mean, and you're uh, you know involved in a lot of different programs, a lot of different uh, academic institutions. If if we could just go back three and a half years ago, or maybe four years ago, um, and you were thinking about possibly pursuing a doctorate, um, you know, why did you consider pursuing a doctorate at Stockton? And then once you applied and you 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 announced that you know you were pursuing it like what what did your friends think or what did uh, other uh, family members think when you decided to make that decision 
There's a lot, a lot of questions. Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot of questions in one. Well, um, I'm, as I said, I've been in, in higher ed for, for over a decade, right? And, um, and to, to make some sort of progress or give yourself an opportunity to teach full-time at a public or a private four-year institution, a doctorate is required because uh, faculty needs to meet uh, accreditation credential uh, accreditation standards um, by four-year institutions. Uh, therefore, if uh, I would ever want to teach at a four-year institution full-time, a doctorate is really you know required. Mm -hmm. That's why um, I I decided to pursue a doctorate um, uh, at Stockton University. So um, I, I plan on teaching all my life if, if if the higher education sector doesn't get disrupted to a point where i'll be teaching for google <laughs> or or amazon college or, yeah. or costco college as featured in uh, some of them some of the um, comedy movies in the past okay uh, but i am planning on teaching um if i have to i would perhaps move into a private IT sector, maybe IT sales or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, so if I would have to leave higher ed, I would leave it uh, only for some sort of uh, information technology position mm -hmm. at a, in the private sector, which I do not plan on doing. But uh, the doctorate in organizational leadership from Stockton really opens a lot of uh, possibilities mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and doors that, that were not open before are now opening. And then uh, instead of pursuing opportunities, opportunities are now finding you, you know? Right, right. So there's, there's a lot of added benefit. And of course, uh, meeting a lot of great people, you know, mm -hmm. that, that, that was also one of my motivations. You know, I met, uh, you know, besides you. Uh, Thank you. Fabulous, fabulous man from, from Washington, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I met a lot, a lot of great people that really helped uh, uh, career as well, you know, by by showing up and being guest speakers in my classes and enriching my my uh, teaching, uh, you know, experience at Atlantic Cape as well as Stockton or, and, and Rutgers. So I really I really uh, looked forward to that. So why Stockton? Yeah. Well, I'm a Stockton child. <laughs> I was born and raised by Stockton University. As a baby, I was dropped off in the cradle, and they were fine. Mr. Satkin found no, no, no. <laughs> no um, I went to Stockton, you know, uh, undergrad program and 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 master's program, mm -hmm. and and I really fell in love with uh, with a uh, with Lake Fred there, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and the whole environment and how the place grew uh with time and uh, my growth uh, stockton's growth you know came, came hand in hand and i really am impressed how the campus looks like today you know mm -hmm. it's really a magnificent place to visit you know and 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 uh and work at and, and study at right mm -hmm. so i always thought it was uh it was a beautiful campus i always thought that faculty was very friendly, approachable, dedicated, um, mm -hmm. and I decided to go for 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 that particular program. I was very very happy uh, when I heard that Stockton will be offering a doctoral program in organizational leadership, mm -hmm. which is exactly what I wanted to study further. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, you know it's it's funny. Uh, 
we've had a couple interviews in this podcast series and you're the you're the first one that has brought up lake fred so uh that's uh that's uh, you don't know how many point. hours I spend just chilling next to Lake Fred, <laughs> contemplating what to do next. Yeah. So, so, so you you applied to the Stockton program, the organizational leadership program, and and you get into to the program, and um, you know, um, you know, you have the the first few classes with you know this new cohort. Some of these people work in healthcare, some in higher ed, some in nonprofits, some are police officers, some are in the Army National Guard, some in the federal government. I mean, like, what was your first, um, you know, um, reaction to that? Like, what, what, what were you thinking when you first met all these different people? Well, I first thing I thought was that the program did a very good job, uh, very good job attracting people from different, uh, different, you know, spheres uh, of, of life and different different industries um, I did not expect it you know mm -hmm. I expected um, a lot of perhaps aspiring executives or or um, high school and and college uh, you know administrators per se you know were looking to advance in their careers and we had those as well but I was delighted to see that there were people from from uh, the military, the police, uh, mm -hmm. the healthcare environment, uh, the FAA, you know, the federal government. Um, I thought this was uh, this was an amazing opportunity, you know, to go through the journey together and and create a whole out of many different uh, parts, particles, and pieces that were that were present there. Diversity again uh, was uh, was a huge factor that attracted me and 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 helped me stick with the program you know the people in the program uh were really open-minded they were really friendly and we really formed uh, a report that 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 will not be easily matched mm -hmm. cohort five six seven eight nine ten <laughs> eleven and twelve yes yeah i uh you know and speaking of the uh, the bond we had in the uh the cohort um do you have a favorite memory um I mean, you've been in this program now for over three and a half years, three plus years. Um, do you have a favorite memory that, that kind of stands out uh, above the rest from this program? Well, I have a lot of great memories where we had a lot of good laughs. You know, I, everybody remembers the, the presentation about lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I don't want to go into detail of that. That is not not my favorite, favorite memory, I have to say. My favorite memory was a learning exercise we had i don't remember all of the particulars in details but i will tell you what i do remember what what, what uh, stuck with me to this day and probably will be till the rest of my life we had a learning exercise where we had to organize a healthcare institution uh that specialized in in mental health mm -hmm. in this exercise we had to organize the administrative branch and uh and and doctors and nurses and patients and schedules uh and what came out of this exercise is not the difficulty of of organizing a, men a mental health institution what came out of this exercise is that 
your coworkers, as well as patients of this institution, all come with mental baggage. Mm -hmm. All come with private, personal backgrounds, hurt, and issues that form them as a personality, and that those personalities have to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. So what was really amazing about this exercise is that it was a decoy where we at the beginning all thought, okay, we are organizing a mental health institution, a mental health institution must have beds, you know, yeah. supplies, right. food, you know, we all started building it like we were building a house out of Lego uh, cubes. We wanted to build a mental health hospital. But the purpose of the exercise was recognizing that people that you're going to be working with are also bringing mental health issues mm -hmm. that are inevitable part of every organization. The people that you're going to be working with in your organizations are not robots. Mm -hmm. They are not purified and cleansed from all the imperfections when they got up this morning. Uh, they come up with insecurities. They're coming with shyness. They're coming mm -hmm. with uh, extra, <laughs> extrovertness yeah. sometimes. They're coming with everything that has made them as a human being. And understanding that you're dealing with human beings primarily is what really stuck with me. And it was my favorite exercise that I kind of have in the back of my mind to this day when I deal with people in all the organizations that I'm with. These are people. Uh, and people can be approached in, in many different ways. And the best ways with, uh, with, with kindness, uh, humbleness, and humility uh, at all times. Mm -hmm. and, and this can really go a long way. No. That was my favorite exercise. No, that's, not, that's great. Um, now the, um, so I'm going to shift subjects here for, for a moment. And you know, as you know, since you've been through it, um, you know, the Stockton curriculum is kind of, you know, they consider it, you know, it's 54 credits, but you have like phase one and then phase two. And, you know, so the first phase, you know, focuses on, you know, I think it's like roughly 12 classes or something about, about leading your organization or engaging stakeholders or uh, transforming an organization. And, you know, that, that that's like the first phase. And the second phase focuses more on the dissertation. But on the first phase of the Stockton program, um, you know, with the classes that we took and everything, what from that first phase of the lead program do you think maybe helped you uh, personally and or professionally, those first uh, few classes? Well, what really helped me was uh, information we, we got about uh, authors that are relevant in the field of leadership. Uh, we learned about uh, the Cotters, the Shines, the Brene Browns, uh, Amy Edmondson's of the world, mm -hmm. uh, Christensen's of the world, and his innovator's dilemma that, that sticks with me to this mm -hmm. day. So um, the greatest value I got was inspiration to look for books to read. Mm -hmm. And not only books required by the classes, but the books around the theme that we covered during that first more esoteric <laughs> philosophical um, 
part of this program. So I, I read relentlessly. I think even to this day, I didn't stop. I think uh, I'm reading, you know, anywhere between 15, 20 books a year, um, maybe more. I'm trying to get up to 30, but yeah. it's almost impossible. Um, this stuck with me. This was the best part. I've learned so much from, from, from this authors that were brought up in, in these classes. So I would have never had that inspiration to search for that kind of knowledge if I was not in the program. Mm -hmm. So the program, you know, woke up that hunger mm -hmm. for learning about leadership, learning about communication, learning about listening, learning about pausing yeah. <laughs> and not responding immediately uh, when challenged, etc. Right. So, so that was the best part for me, not only what we studied there, but how this really moved me to learn more. Mm -hmm. I'm naturally curious, I'm, you know, but I have to be directed. So the program directed me in the point of, of leadership philosophy. Mm -hmm. And that's what I really liked about it. All right. No, that, no that's, that's great. Um, now, you know, you get through like the foundation, or as some people talk about that that leadership foundation in the in the first phase of the program. And then you move in, you know, to the second phase of the program where you start looking at your dissertation, uh, your dissertation in practice. So the question I have is, um, could you tell us a little bit about your dissertation topic, and did you kind of have a feeling that that's what your dissertation topic would be when you started the program? Well, no, okay. <laughs> no, I, I thought my dissertation will be will be around, uh, you know, online learning. Uh, even before pandemic, uh, I realized that online learning, online certification is really the way the, the big industries is is going right now. You know, Google has recently released a data analytics curriculum that, 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 that can equal uh, you know, colleges, uh, any college's curriculum that is mm. more powerful, more relevant to Google, for example, than than a, than a baccalaureate degree in, in computer science, perhaps. So I, I thought I was going to study online learning uh, adaptation of, um, you know, uh, job specific uh, training in higher education environment. I thought it was going to be something about that. But but no, and everything changed when um, Good friend of mine, uh, who was uh, Lucas. Uh, he was in a. He was in a. He was in an MBA program at Rutgers, right? And he sent me an article uh, called uh, Project Aristotle. Project Aristotle was a Google's research on psychological safety. Google was trying to figure out what makes some of their highest performing teams so great, and they found out that it was the psychological safety that makes them uh, that made them so great. Mm -hmm. So I got interested in, in what is psychological safety? Right. What is that about? And then I ran into, you know, Amy Edmondson, uh, author, a, Dr. Amy, Amy Ed, uh, Ed, Edmondson from, from Harvard University uh, and her book, uh, Fearless Organization. Um, Dr. Amy Edmondson did the same psychological safety study uh, in, in healthcare institutions and also high school sector as well. Mm -hmm. um, I reached out to her and she picked up the phone twice, huh. very, quick, very quickly. <laughs> I picked up and uh, and I got I got the green light to to use some of her assessment tools and kind of modify it to my needs and also to do it in higher education sector. And I got the blessing 
uh, from from Dr. Edmondson uh, to do it to do it in a higher education sector. Hmm. So my my dissertation is called psychological safety study of contingent and tenured faculty in higher education. Um, You know, why did I decide to to do that? Uh, You know, well, I found out many, many things I went into the underbelly of the higher education. Mm -hmm. And I found some very, very interesting data that that is is affecting higher education right now, for example, 70% 70% of all classes and uh, 70% of all faculty in the United States right now uh, are contingent faculty, part-time faculty, faculty without tenure. If you're without tenure, you are vulnerable. You mm-hmm. are uh, possibly underpaid, insecure, and responsible for 70% of American learning. Mm. So. My study wanted to take a look at the psychological safety aspect of, of contingent faculty when compared to, to tenure faculty. Um, I'm defending on Tuesday. I don't know if you want, if you want to do that presentation or not. So <laughs> the are. I found some really, really interesting stuff. Um, but the problem in American higher education right now is that there's as uh, many legislative opportunists and administrators, really, for that matter, were looking to take advantage of the pandemic budget shortfalls, right? Mm-hmm. Budgeting shortfalls, uh, you know, evoked by, uh, produced by the pandemic. Budgets are getting cut, programs are getting cut, even the tenure faculty is not as safe as they were before mm-hmm. because of that. So, um, this this and, and not to mention the anti-intellectualism in media right now and an overall you know <laughs> attitude of demeaning higher education and mm-hmm. college degrees is something that's not relevant or important so there is a mm-hmm. higher education sector that both contingent and tenure faculty are are in crisis mm-hmm. and i'm hoping that my work uh, and my dissertation will shed some light on what is really going on and what, what, what really should be done from the leadership, leadership standpoint between faculty administration and amongst faculty themselves to address these issues and really fight for the integrity of the American higher education that is uh, looking, looking more and more like, uh, like um, um, corporate market-based service industry rather than a place of enlightenment mm-hmm. and learning. Right. Oh, okay. Now, you know, um, that means it's a fascinating topic. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I first, first and foremost, I'm wishing you the best of luck next week. But, um, you know, when you're going through this journey and you were, you were working on your dissertation and you're uncovering data and, you know, you're finding out all this uh, information, you know, sometimes people, there's a phrase that, you know, you put the cart before the horse, um, you know, a, a dissertation practice, you know, five different chapters. Were, was there any particular part of the of writing this dissertation? Like, um, did you want to just quickly get through the data to to propose solutions? Did you? I mean, the what, what was the um, I guess most difficult part of the of the process for you, just with the dissertation and your topic? Well, if you got the right topic. All of the parts 
will be equally challenging. That is what I found out. If your topic is is uh, confusing to your to you and others, if it's ambiguous, if it sounds ambiguous to you or others, you may be in trouble with with the topic. Mm. I I have to say. Uh, I did get lucky with my topic because I had a friend who shared all his resources with me and I shared my resources mm -hmm. with, with him. We sort of grew up together. You know? yeah. So, so what are you doing? What are you doing? Show me, you know, show me some of the you know, things you're working on. And I found a lot of cool stuff from, from the, from, from uh, his MBA program. So, so this sort of landed in my lap uh, in terms of a topic. This may not be the case for someone who in chapter five, six, in, in the cohort five, six, seven, and, and all the future cohorts. Um, I see that, that this has been a problem to some of my cohort members finding the right topic. Mm -hmm. Once you have the right topic, uh, the right topic that interests you, you get that adrenaline rush to pound through the research to find out find out as much as you can about it to mm -hmm. support it with, with literature on 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 the topic to prepare the right method to analyze your results mm -hmm. and finally in chapter five uh to present your your findings and 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 offer some of your own wisdom and philosophy based mm -hmm. on what you've learned you know you give yourself a, a right and a privilege to say something about what is going on because you have learned so much for 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 such a long time right so i mean now, I, I just i, I was just gonna say like uh you know for for just real quick to interrupt like you know so i did my topic on you know veteran employment and everything and uh you know and i did a quantitative study and like one one particular difficult part for me was i wasn't very familiar with spss or like running like you know t-tests or analysis of variance and stuff like that so i had some some issues there, but I mean, like for your particular topic, was was there one part of that process that was like that stuck out as the most difficult part for you? Well, um, again, it's all a matter of uh, of good fortune. Uh, mm -hmm. I had a good fortune to teach statistics uh, for Stockton right. University for the past, I think, almost almost three years now, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, as a faculty that teaches math and statistics, that part was was uh was i'm not gonna say fun for me <laughs> i'm not gonna say easy for me but it was pretty, pretty delightful <laughs> okay i was delighted to do, <laughs> to do something and, and and play with the numbers because mm -hmm. i was very happy to know how to right right and, and believe me it took me years uh -huh. Uh, uh -huh. to learn how to do all of that mm -hmm. and still of course i used help by dr gonzalez because yeah. she's a riddle She's a real genius here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, well, we've got, uh, I've got we're coming up here about two minutes left. And so I'm just going to, I've got the final question here I'd like to ask. And that would just be simply, what advice would you give to current students and cohorts uh, five, six, or seven, or to those considering pursuing this program? Well, uh, the program, you have to stay agile. You have to stay prepared for change because the program may change. The program has changed since we started. If you remember, Sean, mm -hmm. it's changed. It has evolved. You know, George. Uh, you know, Sharp. Uh, you know, 
uh, has uh, left the program. We started off with it, right? That's right. So he was he was a real visionary for us and a real kind of spiritual leader for us as a cohort. Once he was gone, uh, there was some change in people and leadership of the program that we had to cope with. So be ready to cope with change. Okay, get some good books on how to write dissertations. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, our cohort member, Dr. Uh, Ayman Alminawi, wrote a book about it, Project Management for Dissertations, that I can I can plug in right now and advertise. <laughs> Dr. Alminawi has wrote a tremendous book on, on that. So there's a lot of literature on how to write a proper dissertation. Also, uh, advice is network and stay very close. Although people in your cohort may appear to be different or from a different industry, uh, and they appear to be kind of holding on to each other and, and perhaps not comfortable to leave their safety zones. You know, you, you had you had uh, you know, people from healthcare all together, people from military all together, yeah. police all together. <laughs> Try to breach those walls yeah. uh, and insert yourself. Because when I did that, we, we made some of the most uh, exciting and most fun uh, projects together, including the happy <laughs> yes, yes, that's uh, correct. Artifact. <laughs> pet uh, rock. That's our right. Pet rock. Pet rock. Yes, yes. Hey, well, uh, the new pet rock. I, 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 I don't think I ever laughed uh, harder in my life uh, after that video we produced together. So, so the, the main advice is mix with people that you think are completely different than you. Invest energy in them give them time to respond and you will have a really wonderful human experience. All right. Thank you very much, Bo. We have uh, four seconds remaining. So I will just say thank you uh, for tuning in. Goodbye.